Um, and then Megan opened up again, opened up about her suicidal thoughts. So she was actually contemplating taking her own life due to the constant pressure of the royal family. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bungalow Podcast with Jack and Liam. Don't forget to like the episode and leave a review or follow us on social media at The Bungalow Podcast. And we're back again in The Bungalow for episode 11 with uh, with Crack Double Digits. Um, fourth or fifth episode for for 2021 um, and once again it is Jack and Liam here we're actually in uh, the live studio tonight so yes. we've got the cameras rolling got the full setup got the lights lights camera action so this is go. our first the first time we've filmed this yeah, is, yeah. this season I guess yeah um, of the new um, episodes for 2021 yeah. and we've finally you know set ourselves up in a little I mean, the studio has changed a few times. We've been in three different rooms in this house. Been in a few different um, rooms. We we had filmed in the past, but um, it was more so screen recording Zoom calls. Yeah. You know, when we interviewed Kieran, we uh, we recorded that via Zoom, and that's on YouTube now. If you guys missed that, um, that was actually a pretty big episode. When you think about it, we actually ended up getting Kieran. Um, whether or not that's the last time we'll get Kieran, that's another question. <laughs> uh, there is something in the works potentially, but possibly, possibly there could be something coming. But nice to be live again. Um, nice to be live. Hopefully, we get some funny footage. It, even though it's just us and a camera, it it sort of does add a bit of a bit of nerve. Just it, knowing it there's cameras yeah, on you. It does add a little bit, doesn't it? It's not like we've gone live on Instagram and people are watching us right now. But there is a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of angst in the room <laughs> just seeing um, the flash on your face yeah, no, we've but we've full, got a lot of lights setup. on us but anyway it's a full setup um what was i going to say well we are unlike we have in the past we normally do record on a sunday um yet here we are on a monday night recording um and i do believe that that may have to do with a certain somebody's sunday recovery yeah, if you'd want to elaborate well, on that one, Liam, I think that we'll, might be you might be the suspect for that one. <laughs> Last podcast we did was definitely your fault. We did, yeah, we did have something to do prior, but a bit of a real estate, a bit of real estate role play work. Yeah, and we, we will get into that again. But this week, um, it was more so for medical almost, reasons. Yeah, almost a little bit too big of a Saturday night for me. <laughs> for you, and if. If it involves drinking at all with me, then it's not going to end well. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not that. I don't yeah. drink as much. For for anyone that doesn't know Liam, because at the end of the day, we have to assume that people listening have no idea who we are. Yeah. If well, you don't know Liam, he's not a big drinker. He's never like the only time I've ever seen him drunk was at his twenty first birthday. <laughs> um, and obviously that was you know yeah I've known you for how long now yeah and I've seen you drunk once, but Saturday. Well, more than once. I mean, oh, like exaggerating I've, a little bit. I've only seen you fucked once. Yeah, possibly. Fucked like, to the, to the, the state the, of feeling sick. The story behind this is because of my nutrition plan that we've spoken about. I'm not drinking any alcohol yeah, during you, these three months, which you hadn't I wasn't really phased. But so I'm just drinking vodka because it just wasn't 
it didn't have anything in it that would affect yeah. affect my results essentially. But it was just basically straight, and obviously I hadn't eaten much as well. I missed dinner, so and I've lost a fair bit of weight lately. You, you were in go mode. Yeah, I was. You were in go. I mode. think I was ready to go, but we do have plenty of footage which I will not be able to bring to the surface. But absolutely not. Let's just say what's funny. Liam's head was in the toilet bowl. Yeah. So it made me very sick on Sunday. He was very sick. But, so, but the unusual part of it is, and I, I mean, I'm not going to, don't take any offense to anything I'm saying here, but I already know what you're going to say. These, these, ex- these experiences that Liam went through um, Saturday night and Sunday morning, you know, you tend to go through growing up, you know, your, your, your 18th birthday party, you know, you, you get, you drink to the stage where you throw up. And, you know, you learn from those mistakes, whereas Liam never dabbled in those experiences. So he's 22. I, I did, but it's just not up to your... It's not, not up to your standards, <laughs> you know what apparently. I mean, like, 90% of the people listening to this podcast have probably gotten to that stage so many times in their life where they're... It's 2 o'clock in the morning and they're vomiting in their toilet thinking they're never going to drink again. But... Like I said, you, you learn those experiences when you're much younger and then you know how to avoid getting yourself in that position and you build up a tolerance for alcohol. Which, I, I just didn't give a fuck. Oh, he's, just such a, he's just such a sick guy. And the whole point of this is it put me out of action for the whole Sunday was, podcast. It was out of action. What I was going to say was in the past, I've been in that state many times where I'm throwing up and I feel sick and I'm, I'm in some deep, deep waters. But I usually wake up the next day and I feel all right. Now, if I'm a little bit lightheaded, there's been times where, you know, I've ridden myself off. I've, I'm vomiting in the toilet at four in the morning and then I've gone to work at eight in the morning at Kathmandu and I've sold puffy jackets while I'm still drunk. But for some for some reason, in your case, you woke up throwing up, went back to sleep, woke back up throwing up like you were sick all day. Yeah. And I couldn't go to work either. To the point where he had to cancel work and he had to cancel the podcast, so... Well, I was... <laughs> the, I couldn't even walk around without feeling lightheaded and dizzy, so I don't really know what happened. It's, it's concerning. Well, no shit. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, so that that's the story of why we're recording on a Monday, not a Sunday. I mean, it won't make any difference to anyone else because it's still coming out Wednesday. But it's a funny story. It's funny, yeah. It's a funny story. I mean, I normally like to get him out Tuesday, but... So... You know. Aside of that, obviously we're we're here a night yeah. later, but you do have some big news coming out of your camp. I do. Over the last few days, or I think it was maybe Tuesday, you yeah, received a very very exciting email. I did that potentially could change your life. Wow, that's some weight on that. It could. Well, good. I hope potentially so. it could. It, I mean, you've been, we spoke about it in last week's podcast, how you were doing some role play for your real estate course. Mm. And obviously you were awaiting the results on that. Yeah. And the verdict is you have passed have and you passed. are a qualified real estate agent, if I believe. I am a qualified real estate agent, but, but? <laughs> I'm not licensed to sell houses via like through me if that makes sense not privately so i can't sell houses you know like sold by jack diner yeah so I, you, I have you to have a, a year's um, work experience as an agent's representative yeah 
So, so you've still got a bit of work experience to do. You've got to still get a job. You're looking yeah. for a job at the moment to yeah. get put you in that position. I've been applying for jobs all day. Yeah. I called up every agency in Massillon Ranges, dropped in my resume, cover letter. I emailed every real estate director. The thing is, though, because I don't have any experience in real estate, it's going to be quite difficult to... Um, yeah, but how else are you supposed to start in real estate? Yeah, I know that's because thing. it's not like you can get in there before you get these before you yeah. even do this course. Otherwise, like there's no yeah. chance. Yeah, well, let's see. So, yep, got the qualifications. So that's the real estate agents representative certificate, um, and then the certificate four in property sales. So yeah, well, I was not expecting to to pass the course if I'm honest. <laughs> You did have a few struggles along the way and you weren't too happy with the Excel sheets as well. There was quite a few complaints about how your Word... Also, yeah, the, the technology Word side of things. Yeah, you just you just wasn't too happy and, and you had a lot of complaints and the, because the fact is... The fact <laughs> was... I not have complaints? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But the fact is you didn't actually have like a teacher to speak to yeah. when, you, when you weren't sure of something. So yeah. like, I mean, you could email, but it's not the same as... Well, I couldn't even do that really. So like... So it was an online course. Um, so basically, there's no teachers. There's no, you know, there's sometimes with online courses you can sort of go to like a a, a session once a week. You know what I mean? Like kind of like with TAFE. You know how you go to TAFE like trade school every Monday? Yeah. Um, nothing like that. No. Um, even with other online courses where you've, you know. Um, purely online you've got like really. a group chat where every, other people are doing the same course like yeah. there's nothing like that so um if i wasn't sure about something i couldn't i couldn't ask Not anyone if it was ask, correct yeah. so there are a few you know there are a few assessments where i was a little bit like oh i hope this is right um, and then the assessments that you know require me to answer them with my own answers that's where i really prevail yeah and i think the role players were quite good i mean we haven't um they were pretty we funny have, yeah. we haven't surfaced any of the um the bloopers from those we may in the future i would love to actually see if they like your actual results on just the role yeah. play on its own see how they marked you do I, they give you those i think i might be able to check grades per, oh. per assessment like i wonder because there was quite a bit of effort put into that we didn't have to full-on play it up yeah, I, know. I wonder if there's any comments you know like and I did rock up as a pregnant woman in, in one of the last <laughs> videos. I, I wrote full scripts. Yeah, I don't think anyone else would have done that. That was full on. Oh, there was some extraordinary acting. And I think they may, we may have to pop them on Instagram at some stage. <sighs> just, just the bloopers. Yeah, the bloop. There is a there's one a, very funny one very blooper. blooper. Um, so yeah, so that's a plus for me. Yeah. Uh, qualified, and the plus for you would be fitness plan still. Yeah, going still going. I guess, yeah. Week five now, I think. Um, so I can only imagine the people eagerly following the journey. <laughs> well, I don't think we've put anything on Instagram this week, but it's still going along well. I'm doing four four sessions a week in the gym, along with my meal plans. Um, at the moment, I'm still doing a push-pull leg split at the gym. So um, every week I do two two of those twice, basically. So I'm going Monday to Thursdays at the moment and then I'm resting over the weekend, obviously along with footy training during the week. And uh, riding yourself off on Saturday nights. (laughs) Well, that's a one-off. That's a one-off. Like I said, it is is literally a one-off. Literally. And it's made me not want to do it again even even more. It's your own fault. um, Anyway, I won't be doing that If you know, you know. It's Liam's fault. 
It, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, yeah. But the, no, the nutrition plan is going really well. So at the end of each week, I think I mentioned last week in the podcast, I actually receive a video from um, my personal trainer. Yep. He sends me a video based on my weekly progression and what I've told him. So during the week, I'd fill out a um, weekly check-in. So I get up in the morning, I weigh myself in the morning every every day um, and then I fill out our compliance. So from zero to 10 on how well I think I stuck to my meal plan and then I tick if I trained or not. So mm. it's an honesty next, system though, isn't yeah, it really? Next week, well, he's not going to have a crack at me, but I'm a little bit nervous because I gave myself a five on Saturday because I didn't eat I didn't eat my um, dinner but I snacked on a few other things that yeah. I shouldn't have because we had like biscuits and cheese and strawberries and so like that's and that's the worst that, that's the worst day I've done by far yeah and obviously so, you completely rode yourself off and then Sunday probably wouldn't have been nah well, so Sunday like I was so. You said you felt so sick you couldn't even. Yeah, eat. I couldn't. I was. So, I was so annoyed. See, when I'm hungover, I'm so hungry. Yeah, but I'm not you, am I? <laughs> no, but, but you know, like the general consensus, like when you're hungover, yeah, but, you just want like a big fat greasy burger, or you know, you nah. want to get some like. That's well, do you not understand? So my breakfast this week was just bacon, eggs, and bread. Yeah. I got mum to make it for me, which she doesn't normally. I normally get up and make it, but I felt so sick. She made it for me. I was sitting there. And the smell of the food made me want to throw up. So I went and threw up and I couldn't <laughs> eat it. So I finished my... I was so annoyed that I missed dinner the night before. So I finished my breakfast on at about 7 o'clock on Sunday night. Really? And I, yeah, I, I ate bits throughout the day because I couldn't eat it. And then I ate everything else from 7 o'clock till 2 a.m. Really? Yep. Yeah, so I ate, I ate my stir fry... I ate See, my, I had a pizza, I had my protein shake, my almonds, my... <laughs> See, I feel like with the program, like, even if, like, how your trainer says, as long as you eat it all within the 24-hour period, but surely eating all those meals in one go, like... Well, they, it's they not ideal, be, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> there must be some, you know, it's a method to the madness, like, every meal should be spaced out accordingly. Oh, and I would prefer that, and normally it would be more spaced out, obviously, yeah. than that. But once you but, stopped feeling sick, you were just so hungry. Well, no, I wasn't even that hungry. I just didn't want to miss my food again. Yeah. Because I need to be eating the same to be con- to um be consistent and get results. I want to be eating the exact same calories every day. I want to be doing my workouts every day that I need to. Mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's not obviously because I'm not like like big and fat and trying to lose heaps of weight. Yeah. It probably wouldn't affect me as much. Yeah. But if I'm just eating the exact... You, you probably lost weight over the weekend anyway. You're throwing up well, non-stop. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. Well, I've lost about four kilos so far, I think. Mm. I'm definitely starting to see... Well, week five now, I'm starting to notice um, results. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it definitely motivates me a lot more when I start to see results. So when you see the results, it's, yeah. it's going along really nicely. I'm almost halfway through now, so... But the biggest challenge I've got coming up now, I think, is I'm going to Gold Coast next week oh, yeah. for like a little family holiday for like five True. days. That's going to be tough because everyone's going to be eating out most nights and I'm yeah. going to have to be meal prepping a little bit and yeah. sticking as closely as I can to it. But And the person you're going with isn't a very good um, role model in terms of diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he'd like to think he is, but... <laughs> 
We're not, actually not too. Well, there will be a lot no, of Uber he's Eats. definitely not. He's definitely, there's going to be a lot of Uber Eats. There'll be burgers and shit everywhere, but I'm literally <laughs> just going to stick. That's the th- that's my main thing. I think of being disciplined. I think I've done pretty well so far because I haven't really wavered. Apart from Saturday night was yeah. the, my worst, where where I rated myself a five out of ten compliance. So, so, so I wonder what he's going to say. So you've done five weeks now. Uh, I'm in my fifth week. I'm pretty oh. certain. Yeah. Well, that's sort of like with. So you must have started it not long after I had surgery then, because before you had because surgery. This is my before you had surgery. Because remember when I came and got the pasta, you were on your crutches. No, you started your fitness plan after surgery. Well, when did you have your surgery? Because as of this Friday, because I get my moon boot off this Friday, and that marks yeah. six weeks. Oh, I, I can't in, remember. It was, it was close either two, way. I was in plus over two weeks. See, so yeah, the yeah. timeline sort of lines up. Yeah, but so it's definitely yeah going well and we can maybe if i have any more updates next week i'll be mm. able to speak about what my personal trainer says to my five out yeah. of ten compliance for, for saturday night so you may get a bit of a roasting but is there a way you can save that video and post it or is that like his a video. of confidentiality or something oh i can save it but it's it there's no point because it, yeah. he might skim over it for two seconds but what if it's like really funny and he's just like mate that's fucking shit oh, we might be able to play it over this if that's it's funny he won't shit, say that though well you never know he'll just say don't worry about it that's what happens yeah i mean it's not that bad like it's one night no, it's let's bad. be honest I, I feel like people in like obviously people that go to see a personal trainer for bigger i mean worse reasons so they're trying to lose like 20 kilos or something I feel like that would affect them a lot worse than me. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not trying to lose massive you're, you're amounts just of trying fat. to improve your performance and fitness. You're not really trying to... It's not a weight loss. Oh, well, well I did want to lose a fair bit. Of, I wanted... To, I yeah. didn't want to lose... But like, you're fit anyway. Yeah. It's I mean, I wanted to, get to get lose... I wanted to lose... Yeah, I wanted to lean, get more lean and lose just stomach lose body fat, fat and body fat, yeah. But moving on... Um, like more we, positive note. Like we spoke about a little bit then, your moon boot is off this Friday. It's off Friday. So so that would mark six weeks. Well, I actually had my first shower tonight. Before I end the sentence. In six weeks? <laughs> I was gonna, wow. I'll leave it at that. My first shower standing up. So okay. I've been sharing on a seat. Yeah. So I've had the stool in the shower, which has been fucking annoying, obviously. And I've got such a little shower. Um... There's a bloody fly hovering around our head and it's bloody shitting me. <laughs> I thought we got it. You thought you killed it before the podcast. That's right. I definitely did. So if you hear a bit of buzzing, it's, it's the fly. Um, so yeah, move it off this Friday. So I had my first shower tonight, like standing up. So I can actually, it's getting to the point now where I can weight bear a little bit. Um, but I noticed in the shower that it's not as, it's not as much the ankle preventing me from weight bearing it's actually my hamstring knee because they did my knee and my ankle remember yeah so when i'm standing up in the shower like my knee can't hold me up at the moment like if so if i sort of you know try to favor that side of my body a little bit can you feel pain through your knee it's just very or it just feels weak very weak and unstable yeah but you haven't had any any knee surgery before have you no so it's completely new experience and yeah and like to be honest, my knees would definitely be weaker than the average, you know, bloke off the street just because of all the surgeries I've had in the past. And you know, I haven't done a lot of heavy compound lifting. You know, I haven't done a lot of deadlifting, a lot of squatting. You've never really fully had the time to 
um, really build up some good strength in your nah. legs because like you By can the time never I fully. Get there, yeah, I'm having surgery again, and also in the process of doing that, I'm damaging my ankles. And it's not like you're running either, really. I know. But, so my knee, you know, my ankle, knee, calves, hips, hamstring, glutes, like it's all plays a massive role in mm, it's all connected so it's not just like you're getting your ankle done everything gets affected by yeah, it it's the whole leg basically so, so i'm thinking about going up friday by myself but i'm not sure how i'm going to get from the hospital back to the car after getting my moon boot off you've got crutches but i have to give them back do you yeah just don't you have your own crutches at home yeah but how am i gonna how am i gonna carry one pair of crutches while I'm crutching. Just get them to bring you in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? I just call them up in advance. Hey, just bring a wheelchair for me, champ. Well, like, oh, no, I'm that's not. dumb. No, the, you realize they will have something sorted out. Yeah. They're not. They're not just going to be like, all right, give us a moving boot, give us the crutches. You ha- you have to walk out now after being on know, crutches and moving. The thing is though, there's like the Royal Melbourne Hospital because so I'm there every few months, right? It's impossible to get a park near so it. when you walk in they go oh hey jack they, they know it's you every time you walk <laughs> it's impossible to well let's just say i'm i'm quite a regular visitor that i don't even scan the qr code <laughs> so if i've got covid bad luck so is, oh, so is 98 year old frank in in room four <laughs> frank. he's got covid now as well um no i'm just joking i do scan the qr code if i <laughs> if i can be fucked you just say that <laughs> if i can be fucked <laughs> um and if i am feeling any flu lock symptoms <laughs> Um, which is always I've always got a runny nose yeah. <laughs> um, so like after you know testing the waters tonight in the shower I, I, I'm, I have Literally. no idea how I'm going to walk on Friday but you're not going to be walking on Friday They, they you don't just give the moon boot, moon boot and the crutches back and you walk out but like that's <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do like I honestly think but if they actually think you're going to do that then is something wrong with them you, how I, can you just crutch you go in with crutches crutching and then you just walk out i feel like you know like think back to when you did your acl right you get your brace off and you're like i don't know how to walk like i can't and then that's not what happened though but you have that physio like you had that physio session yeah yeah and they kind of like make you they make you do it and you're like because like when you're at home you're not going to really you're not supposed to like I'm not supposed to be trying to walk yet yeah but but if for example I really tried to walk like I might be able to yeah but the initial feeling is like I'm going to fall over but you don't want to because you've been told not to yet yeah and it feels and it feels like I can't yeah but like I feel like when you go to the hospital they take the moon boot off they say all right we're going to get you walking. Let's, let's, let's start doing some exercise. So then you're mentally prepared to start walking, you think? Yeah, you kind of like, if, if the doctor says you can, then you know that it's okay to try. Does that make sense? Maybe you might be able to. I don't know. I feel like you should start practicing with your crutches, like just putting oh, your foot yeah, on the I ground. Have. That's but how I started I, it, I remember. I like walk on the crutches, I'm sort of like trying to get heel to toe, you know. Mm. But I just don't have any flexion towards me. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll keep you so that's off Friday. Next week. We'll find out about that. But we have, I mean, oh, we had a big. A more humorous yeah. side of things. It was, I think, Friday night. I um came up to the gym. At came like, to the gym. It was about 11.30. We'll, just we'll, we'll rewind. So, Friday is when all the new music comes out. Yeah, normally. We'll yeah. start off with that. And 
I was just doing my normal routine. I normally go to the gym pretty late. So I was going to the gym. It was about 11.30. And um, I'd spoken to, to you and said, we'll go listen to the new Dean Lewis song that comes out at midnight. Yeah. And we'll just go jump in your car because it was easy and we could yeah. blast it. For, for anyone that doesn't know us, we... We love Dean. Yeah, we love Dean. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, we've we've gone to live concerts. Yeah, concert. <laughs> yeah, but we have listened to his very early on songs. So from the start, we were big fans, and we knew that he would blow up, and we f- we've followed him for a while. So yeah, every time he releases a new song, we're waiting for for months and weeks. Like it's we're that big of fans to the point where we know every word to songs that he hasn't released yet <laughs> that he's just played at <laughs> pretty bars. much. But you do do some investigations, so you do scout YouTube quite a bit well, and try and find and try and find new hidden songs. But Friday night, so we, we've been waiting for this yeah, song to come out. I came out of the gym at midnight, and we jumped in your car, and you said to me, "I don't want to listen to the to the song at the front of my house because I don't want to wake my my family up because yeah. it was too loud." So the song was released at two twelve a.m. on the dot. Yeah, so. Jack said, well, all right, I'm going to drive. I was like, where are we going to drive? So I said, oh, we may as well just go to the, the school, which is right near your house. Where we play basketball. Yeah, yeah, right near your house. And we'll just listen there for two minutes and then we'll go. And like, I literally said to Jack, I'd like, I bet you the cops will come. Like, it's just, it's just a bad spot. But we're like, we're going to be there for a few minutes. Surely they won't come. <laughs> so we we park there and we're ready to go. And we're, we plan to film a live reaction to send to him. Just, yeah. just as a joke, we didn't really think anything would come of it. So, and, so while we're playing the song, Liam's filming. Yeah, and we see we've we've started the song, just the start of it, and we've seen these lights come up behind us, and <laughs> headlights. We kind of knew straight away, but we'd already started. So we're so, just still singing. Yeah, we're well, still singing. We're we still, weren't. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> not singing because we don't know the words yet. It had just started, but it's like, pumping. I don't. Know, yeah. So picture this: we're we're parked at the high school, twelve a.m. on a Friday night two blokes in the car blasting Dean Lewis but it looks very dodgy because without them hearing the song because by the time the cops have stopped come up the car the music's not playing because we're trying to figure out what we're going to say because that's the next part this part's crucial what what we say will really determine on whether Jack leaves in handcuffs or not (laughs) because let's be honest what are we going to say it's a bit embarrassing and it's like it's not very believable yeah, it's not a believable story. So, but luckily, I am a master shit talker. Well, well, I didn't actually talk. You didn't shit talk. I told you to say something else, and you didn't even say it. What did you tell me? Because to say? well, the cops walk up to the window while they were coming up. I said, I said, just say we're doing a recording for the podcast. We're doing a podcast. Say oh, we're doing yeah. a record. You did partly say that, but so they came up to the window, and you wound your window down. And what do they say to you? So they pulled up next to me, and I'm just thinking, you're fucking got to be joking. Anyway. I pulled my head out the window because it had probably been about two minutes and no one had come out. Anyway, mm-hmm. old mate comes over to the window and he just goes, oh, something along the lines of what's going on here? <laughs> and I was just straight up. I'm just like, listen, mate. You said you said to him, it's pretty it's pretty funny. I like said, It's a little mate, bit weird. It's, it's a very, it's a stupid story. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to believe me or not, but I live down the road our favourite artist has just released a new song that we've been waiting for for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to blare it in my car, so I've I've just driven up the road so I didn't wake anyone up. Um, and we're, we're recording. We've, we've just been recording a, a live reaction 
to yeah. send to send to the artist. And then he goes, "Do you have your license?" <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, has the song finished yet?" Did he say that? <laughs> has I the didn't... song finished yet? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "You got your license on me?" Nah, no, didn't no have license. your license. But I, you know, what actually was in the car. What? My license. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You got your license on you?" I'm like, "Fuck!" But I had a photo of it, so I showed him the photo. Luckily. And I said, I just live down the road. Like, it'll, it'll come up when you scan my number plate. Yeah. They had a look. Sure enough, it did. And then he just goes, yeah, well, you know, you, you can understand well, how it looks, mate. You know, you're parked at the high school and it's quarter past 12 on a Friday night. You can understand why we've come over here. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strange. We're just, we're just doing a, you know, a little video for the podcast or whatever. Meanwhile, I did actually get some videos. So you're filming behind the scenes, which we posted on the stories. Yeah. Um, but the best part of the story is the response we got from Dean Lewis. While that was all happening. If you want to run us through So, that. well, I started filming the initial reaction and then with the cops rolling up. So I sent him a few different clips. I sent him the one of the initial reaction you were sending him videos of the whole thing unfolding yeah the police arriving yeah the whole lot so just after i'd done that so he he had seen everything um the cops had just left and i just got a message saying guys and we were like so every message he sent would have like a second delay yeah because it was he sent it separately yeah. so, so, so we get a message from d lewis guys and we're like <gasps> this is their reaction now. <gasps> because <laughs> guys <were> like <gasps> And then what do you have that? Oh, I can't remember. He's like, that's fucking classic. And then we're like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then, and then he's like, if if they um, if they find you, I'll pay. And then we're like, yeah. You're like, yeah, like and dang, you can dang, imagine dang. us. We were going nuts. We're going nuts. Like, and then he goes, hope they like this. I hope the police like, like this. Song. Yeah. <laughs> we just lost oh, it. Oh, we lost like, it. We didn't expect it's it. It's just the funniest story. Like, it's just our luck. It, it kind of made it, made it better. Yeah, it's so funny. But, and then the police go, and we're going round two. <laughs> we're going, yeah. We started again, we're going So again. I videoed again to send him. Please come back. They ne- they never left. I thought they left. They come back, knock on the window. Hey, mate, just give you a quick breath, ho. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You drinking tonight? <laughs> no. Absolutely no. not. So that was my first breath, ho, actually. But Your it's very just, first breath, It's just classic, like classic Jack and Liam luck. It's just so unlucky. Like, I just thought, well, well, we'll go somewhere so we don't wake anyone up. Yeah. Bang, get put over by the police. Just an absolute piss take. But if you're listening, Dean, which I'm sure you're not, that was an absolute classic. Like, just the fact that he replied and said all that, it was so funny. We should have retrospectively stitched him up and said that we did get fined. Yeah. Just said, you wanted you wanted to send your BSB an account up. Just say, mate, you won't believe it. I just got fined 350 bucks. Um, parking in a suspicious part of town you know parked at the high school suspicious activity um, I didn't have my license on me and then I was going to send my BSB it, it well and truly could have happened though like, I was going to send my BSB an account number and just say just if, if you can <laughs> if you could mate just, if you can just just send it through um, that'll be no worries but that's just a little funny story anyway oh, we ended up so funny Jack dropped me back at the gym did my gym session that's about it it was just classic. It just made the whole experience of listening to the song for the first time so much better. Yeah. Yeah, it was because we literally hadn't heard it yet. We stopped it. Oh, it's massive. So that was last week. Um, and then 
in the last few days. When was that actually? That was Friday. So did we not record another episode after that? Well, it was maybe it wasn't. It was only a few days ago. Was it last? Was it the Friday just gone? Yeah, it was the fifth of March. Uh-huh. And it's the ninth today. That makes sense. What do you? I don't know what I was thinking. You know, it's then. Monday. Yeah, <laughs> it's because see, this is what I mean. We normally record on a Sunday. Yeah, it feels like it was long. It feels like it was almost ago, a week yeah. ago, which it was kind of like four days ago. Yeah, like it, four nights ago. Um, so that was Friday, and then obviously Saturday. We not got, obvious because. <laughs> well, not obvious. And then you mean Saturday? Sunday. You had your shenanigans, and then yesterday we had the UFC. So, I don't think you watched the UFC well, this, this round. I didn't make it to that either. <laughs> I didn't make it. I missed out on quarter. So, that, <laughs> so for, for us, usually when we have big UFC cards, we, we all catch up and watch them together. So, there was about, say, six of us. No, Liam. Liam couldn't quite make it there. So, no. UFC 259, um, pretty stacked card. Like, there were four championships on the line. Obviously headlined by Jan Blahovic, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and then obviously he was coming up against Israel Adesanya for the lightweight championship belt. Um, Jan won that fight via decision, which was I was happy with that decision. It's hard, it's hard to tell you because you didn't watch any of it, did you? No. So basically, Jan, you know, you know, Izzy though, Izzy yeah. Adesanya, one of the um, premier strikers in UFC history so he went up a weight division um, couldn't execute the knockout like he had in the past with a lot of other fighters obviously the size may have come to to effect there but Jan Blahovic secured the decision victory um, but the most controversial part of the night was uh, Pity Jan versus Aljamain Sterling um, that was probably the most anticipated fight of the round for of the uh, of the card for a lot of avid UFC fans, so they're the two very stylistic fighters. But that sure. that wasn't the main. That was it. No, it wasn't. It was the the third fight before the, the championship fight. So yeah, um, it started off like a really good fight, like even you know toe to toe, and then towards the later rounds, um, Pit Yarn started to take advantage of stealing. He started he started to gas. Um, and Jan started to really put the pressure on. He was winning the fight. He had all the momentum. Um, I'll have to show you a video. But So Sterling was down. He's, he's on his knee. And the rules in UFC are you, you can't kick a downed opponent. So you can only kick or, um, or knee, for example, an opponent whilst they're on their feet. Um, the only other alternative for that is you can knee... Um, you can knee an opponent while they're down to the body. So yeah. if you're on the clinch, you can name in the body. You can't name in the head. Yeah. So Sterling was on his knee and Pityan literally just grabbed his head and just kneed him square in the temple and almost, like, almost KO'd him. Um, and he was disqualified. Did he get disqualified? It was a championship fight. Fuck. So Jan was the champion and he kneed him in the head and... Lost his belt due to disqualification. Yeah, lost his belt due to disqualification. Jeez. Massive controversy. Um, there does wasn't. He, does much... he disqualify him on the spot? The ref? He just calls it off straight away. He he. So he stopped the fight, 
um, obviously the doc, the the ringside doctor had to come in and assess Sterling. He couldn't even stand up. Like, yeah, he would get up and he would fall back to his to his like he was so out of it. Um, and at the time, I suspected that there was possibly some exaggeration happening just to secure the disqualification, so he got the belt. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of just like shook out of that, and I'm like, why would he want to get the belt in that fashion? Like, From yeah, like you'd want to win it off your own bat. Yeah. Of. So yeah, Jan was disqualified. Um, Alderman Sterling was given the belt. Once he was given the belt, he he was crying and he threw the belt on the ground. He said, "I don't want it. This isn't the way I wanted to win it." Really? Um, but so Habib Nurmagomedov was yeah. he was coaching another fighter. So he was on the he was ringside. Apparently, when Pierre was he had him in that position before he needed him in the head. He looked to his coaches and he said, "Do I hit? Do I hit? Do I kick?" And they said yes, but that's very illegal. Like that, it was clearly illegal. So, so they were he, doing something a bit dodgy. I reckon they knew. But um, it's it's the fact that you know people think that Sterling was acting so he could secure the win, but at the same time, a champion doesn't make mistakes like that. A true champion knows you can't strike a downed opponent, so they'll they'll run that back straight away as soon as they can. He wouldn't know. Dan White's so. already confirmed. If there's no medical suspension or anything like that, yeah, I was gonna say suspension. Um, straight away they're gonna run it back. So it was a really good fight. Yeah. Um. So you're probably not really up to date with what's happening in the world at the moment, are you? You've been in your own little not really your own little hangover bubble. I don't really care. <laughs> I just don't care that much. I don't care what's happening in the world. I know well, really. what we're, we're we're on a podcast, mate. You have to care and you have to know. Oh well, let's hope everyone listening cares because they don't care. <laughs> That's well, not good. We have to talk about these things. These are the things that are happening in the world. What, um, what's something else that's happening at the moment that's big? Um, well, today was actually quite big. There was a massive story about um, Meghan Markle um, dropped bombshell after bombshell on her recent interview with Oprah Winfrey. I was about to say Marsha Hines then. <laughs> if, if anyone knows Marsha Hines, that's you can so see why I got her and Oprah mixed up quite irrelevant now oh she's very haven't heard from her in a while well ever since Australian Idol went went downhill was it Australian Idol yeah yeah anyway Um, so Meghan Markle if anyone doesn't know who Meghan Markle is she's married and has kids to Prince Harry and if you don't know who Prince Harry is then I'm sorry I can't help you (laughs) so basically I'll just give you a quick little rundown so Prince Harry and Meghan Markle left the royal family and had kids I'm just reading these notes and I'm actually didn't even know this. When Prince Harry left the royal family, um, he was outcasted by the Queen, his dad, and Prince William. They cut all his financial support and if they even cut his security, which is ridiculous because he, um, like he said to me, he said, so due to the fact that I'm no longer, because he's no longer Prince Harry anymore, like they've revoked him of his status. Mm. because he wanted to leave the royal family I don't know you probably don't look into the royal family that much but they're like very it's it's like I have my own beliefs on the royal family and you don't want to be a part of them yeah um, so they've they've you know they've wiped him clean of his of his security and he's he's sort of pushed back and been like so because I'm no longer Prince Harry do I 
is my life no longer in danger? Like it's still, you still need security. So um, that's the backstory to it. So people, you know, have outcasted Meghan Markle and claim that she's mind manipulated Harry to leave his family. Which I can see why people think that, you know, he's gotten a girlfriend, he's he's married into... So Meghan Markle was the main actor, actress from Suits, a TV show. She is very different background though, doesn't she? Yeah, no that, royal background at When all. When they got together, everyone was a little bit shocked. She's normal. She's a normal everyday... Per, like, yeah. She's a celebrity, but she's not from any royalty. Yeah. So right off the bat, people are like, oh, Meghan Markle, she can't possibly marry into the royal family. That is... <laughs> Horrible. Is that is that the Queen? Are you <laughs> Go that on. is disgraceful? And I'm like, it's it's. I love Harry because he's a rebel. Like he he joined the yeah. army. He's he's he went. He's, he's, he's not the club. He's not the typical. He's not the typical royal. royal family. And he's got he's a bit of ginger in him, which you absolutely love. We talked about that last week. And he's a, he's a lot like his mum, Princess Diana, who was also a rebel, and she she stood up against the royal family. And not long after, she was in a tragic car accident in a tunnel. Yeah, what a coincidence, huh? What a coincidence, hey? For anyone that... But are you thinking that this could possibly... Same thing happen to Harry, do you reckon? Well, that's the risk. Well, why... Have you thought about that? Well, why are they getting rid of his security? No. (laughs) Have you thought about that? Yeah, of course I have. It's pretty fucked. Oh, it's fucked. That's a... I'm fully in belief of that conspiracy about... The, the royal family putting a hit on Princess Diana and wiping her. She she knew so much dirt. She had so much dirt on the royal family. Mm. Like, it's ridiculous. So yeah, bring, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised. Bringing it back to the story. So, Harry's like his mum, you know. he If he doesn't like something, he'll, he'll voice it. Whereas, Prince William is the older brother. He's a little fucking bitch, isn't he? He's... <laughs> well, I'm not going to say he's a little fucking He's not going to listen. But he's next in line to be king. So it's different. <laughs> he's a fuck. Prince yeah. Harry's king next in line after William. So if William dies, Prince Harry's king, but he probably can't be now because he's revoked of his status. Yeah. But Prince Harry was never going to be king because, what? If Prince William dies when he's 95, Harry's like, what, in his 80s, like, it's it's too late if you if you make it there. Yeah. Which, by the sounds of Harry may not make it past the next week. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So, but if that was, so, if something like that was to happen, then that would, I reckon that would definitely confirm. Oh, yeah, it would. Like, if they're even to attempt it. Yeah. So, Prince William is, like you said, a little fucking bitch because he's oh, next he in line to be king. He he has to abide by I the, feel like the royal policies. I feel like he wouldn't put a foot wrong. He has to follow. And his wife, Kate Middleton, she's... Yeah, she's the ultimate royal, isn't she? Well, she's she was, she married into... Um, she married William, but she's from a royal background though. Yeah. Whereas Meghan Markle's your typical... Definitely not. Like she's like, she would, like we would hang out with Meghan Markle and she would be a normal person. Whereas if we hang out with the Queen... They're all posh. Oh, darling, curtsy. <laughs> like you have to, you have to fucking curtsy when you see the Queen behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Like Oregon is like, In this on. interview with Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle said the moment that she realised the, the enormity of her... Um, new life was when she was getting out of the car and it was her first it was her first time meeting the queen no cameras behind closed doors you know everything's fine just chill yeah 
um, and she's in the car and they're like, so do you know how to curtsy? And she's like, curtsy? Like in the interview, she said she was like this though, but she's like, curtsy? I thought that was all, you know, for show for the public eye when the cameras run, you know, you curtsy just, it's protocol for, for royalty. So she got out of the car and she's like, but it's your grandma, it's your grandmother. They're like, no, it's the queen. So she had to curtsy for the queen, her husband's grandmother, behind closed doors. Like, really? Come on. I know you're the royal family, but... I just can't stand... I know, like, yeah, they're royal family, but, like, seriously, like, like how can you be so above... Yeah. Some Just because you're born into this family, like... How can you be so above just a normal person where you have to fucking bow to them? I know. So, like, in this interview, she dropped bombshell after bombshell. Because she doesn't care anymore, does she? They left. So, they cut oh, all their financial that- support. So, Harry and... So, Megan's very successful. Like, she was on a massive salary when she was on yeah. that show. But when she married Harry, she had to quit. Yeah. She had to quit her whole career. But where would they make their money from now? Just so, charities? So... Is that what? Oh, I'm sure they have a lot of money in savings, but... Um, Harry is still, um, so when his mum died, they she left him with a lot of money. Yeah. He said in the interview, he said, I'm still, they cut my financial support, but I've still got what my mum left me. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know if you ever saw that funeral, but oh my God, it's no, I have. like he's walking behind his mum's coffin. Like he's a little kid. He's just crying. Um, so in this interview with Oprah, like Oprah's really asking, trying to get information out of her. Um, I feel like I'll that's just so, f- so risky though. I mean, I know they yeah. don't care anymore because they're not technically part of the royal family, but yeah. isn't that just, I don't know, I'd the power scared. that they have. Yeah. So the, I'll, I'll talk about a few things she dropped. So <clears throat> she she spoke about the royal family being concerned about the colour of her and Harry's child because Megan has a little bit of darker... Features, features yeah. in her in her blood um, and behind closed doors they would supposedly you know drop remarks about their concerns about whether or not the child may be of a certain eth- ethnicity which is like yeah. fucking racist like it's just so racist um, <laughs> like how fucked is that yeah but how like why why does it matter if the baby's black who cares are you not allowed to be a royal member of the are you not allowed to be a royal member if you're black? Have they have they kind of disowned their kid as well? Well the, the child's the child's not not black. Yes, I know, but like because they've disowned obviously Harry has left the royal family. Harry, Harry but and does that mean that their their grandchild has no um connection at all then? Only blood. Yeah, but I'm saying so the like the Queen will still be the child's great grandmother. Yeah. But, I know, but, but like, that child is not a part of the royal family. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if they don't, if Harry doesn't eventually go back into the royal family, yeah. if he can, does that mean he grows up just not part of it at all, just like a normal kid? If they go back to the royal family, he will be in the royal family. Yeah, obviously. But, but I, I can't imagine they're going to after what they have said. If they don't, but I feel like that would be a massive factor in, you know, the kid growing you're having, up. You're having a kid with someone who's not a part of the royal family. Like he knows firsthand what it was like to grow up as a kid in the public eye all the time, and I just, I reckon he would be like, I don't want that for my kids. 
I'm getting out of here. So he just have he just has something normal about he's, him. He's got one kid already, but they're pregnant with a, their daughter. They yeah. just they announced the interview they're having a girl. So imagine if they were to split one day though, what would happen? That's the thing. But it doesn't matter if they split now. Like they've 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 yeah, left. I feel like I feel like that's the thing. I feel like I feel like Harry might not have left the royal family if he wasn't with her. Like that could be true. That's what people think. Like it, it might influence him a little bit, but at the same time, like. I think what I would think he have? She gave him, I think she gave him the push to do it. Like I think he, this is all assumptions. Yeah. Like I think that like just going off, you know, seeing him in the public eye for years. Like I've always had that that feeling where he looked like he wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like he was a trouble. Like he was a party boy. So that was one of the concerns she raised about the royal family being worried about the ethnicity of the child, which is fucked. Um, and then Megan opened up again, opened up about her suicidal thoughts. So she was actually contemplating taking her own life due to the constant pressure of the royal family. And she didn't tell Harry. So she said in the interview, like any, everything I'm saying right now, you can look it up. Like she said it, you can look it up in the full interview on YouTube if you, do, if you doubt what I'm saying. Um, she said in the interview um, she was having these thoughts and she didn't want to tell Harry because she didn't want to burden him with you know knowing it yeah but she said if I didn't tell him I was going to do it yeah so she told him that's what might have pushed it as, a little bit more as well knowing that your the, wife like, wants to kill herself because of your family yeah and it's like there's no alternative like we have to get out of here like or- and then Harry joined the interview um, and he sort of went on to discuss and admit that he feels like his brother and father are trapped. So he said that they Oprah's like, Do you still are you still in contact with your father or your brother? Um and he said, um, you know, when I first um parted ways with my status or whatever he said, uh, I would often call my father and obviously this is in a British accent. I would often call my father and you know talk about talk things through, um, you know. But but he no longer takes my calls anymore. Like they're fully fucked. Like like no, mm. they, he can't even talk to them anymore. <laughs> and like he grew up. Him and his brother were close. Him and William were close. Like they both share that. They both have that commonality of losing their mum. As children. and growing up in that family, I mean, yeah. with the pressure, but. Because, like no, no other normal kid because Prince William is next in line to be king and the king is like he's like he got put in hospital a few weeks ago like in freaking emergency like he's old and sick yeah Prince it won't be long until Prince William's the king so he can't be doing any of this shit that Harry's doing yeah um yeah Harry literally just flat out said my dad and my my father and my brother are trapped and they don't even know you they're trapped yeah. He's like he's like my whole life I was trapped and I didn't even realize. But they would never admit that. But in their heads, they're so brainwashed though. Megan was gonna drop a bombshell, like she no, she dropped a bombshell and then, I think it was about the um, ethnicity of her child, and Oprah said, "Who who said it?" She said, "Oh, she couldn't say." She said, "I can't say." She said, "Who said it? Tell me who said it." And she said, "If I tell you, it would severely damage their reputation." So it must be someone. The Queen. Higher. The Queen? Well, possibly. But who is in between that though? The Queen. The Queen, the King. Um, 
obviously weren't. I'm not going to act like I know all the, you know, Dukes, Dukes of Duchess and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> they're people, you know, they're not a title. The Queen. It's not the Queen. Yeah, she's just, who she's would have said it, though? That's the thing. Elizabeth. To, to affect the reputation that much, it must have been. Or anyone in that significant, of that significant status. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's just crazy shit. And then, obviously, compare compare the severity of that to Nicolas Cage marrying for the fifth time. (laughs) That's what we're talking about next. That's what we're talking about right now. That's huge. That's big news. Nicolas Cage, classic. He's an all-time favourite. Marrying for the fifth time. Um, And he said... Put on him. He said in an article that it's true and we are very happy. Must be. So it's just a matter of time until... I'll just... I'll just spin... He's marrying for the sixth. I'm just going to spin the laptop around. I'm just going to show you a photo of his wife. You just wouldn't expect it. She looks very young. But he's very well known. So obviously, it wouldn't well, be too hard. This is trending stuff. This is trending stuff. <laughs> it wouldn't be I'll too hard for him to be, to be finding new wives. So, <laughs> so this is... Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, is she, what little, nationality is she? Do you think she's of Asian? Descent. Asian. Um, this is a bit. But how old it. is Nicholas Cage? Like fifties? Oh, probably sixties now. He's old. Do you reckon? So the 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 fashion late fifties. Like it's full. She's like a full. Um, yeah, I feel like that's. So I've got to be careful how I say it without seeming racist. Like she's like a full samurai. No, not a samurai. Just <laughs> Her name is Rico. It just seems so random. Shibata. Rico Sabata. It looks like there's a significant age gap between them, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So, congratulations, Nicholas. Um, I hope it goes well for you, mate. And I hope we're not here talking about a sixth marriage. Because, like you said, it's true and we are very happy. So, let's... Possible, possible. Let's hope. Um, six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published due to racist imagery. What have you got to say? I've got nothing to say about it. It, it's sort of it's like last it's just week so stupid yeah it's like last week when we were talking about that Mr. Potato Head oh yeah like that stuff you know what it does to me just trying to yeah just trying to make a point Dr. now for Zeus, no reason Dr. Zeus is dead just bring he it back in, up he died in the 90s the 90s you reckon yeah I, I can show you not the 90s I think he died in 1991 I don't know to be honest who cares but <laughs> doesn't matter but these are children's books and they're gonna they've then they've they've stopped publishing and due to racist imagery mm. and but, it's like it's oh, it just reminded me of like the coon cheese oh everything redskins just every everything like but that's the thing no one even thinks of it until they bring it up and try and change it like uh, it's not even at anything it's, it's not a big deal changing. it's nothing they're just trying to make statements so like it's, but then so what so is, so they've stopped publishing six books, children books, you know, very, I didn't even look into what the images are, but I've read Dr. Zeus books. Yeah. Have you not? Yeah. Green eggs and hair, my, my name is, you know, I like green eggs and hair, whatever. But, so, my point is, they've removed Dr. Zeus books due to racist imagery, but the royal family... Um, look down upon Meghan and Harry due to the ethnicity of her, their child. 
Why doesn't that get talked about? Why, why do they not get any backlash? Because whoever's behind the scenes of everything just pick and choose. It's just... It's such a... Oh, I can't even... It's... I'm, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and I won't be able to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, like... It's just so fucked. Everything... Yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just... It's just like the hierarchy of society though. I'm the royal family. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. It won't get talked about. But but it, but if there's a few supposedly racist illustrations in a child's book, then we're going to make a massive fuss about it's, it. Yeah, massive. Like... Like... Oh, it's just... It, what it's, does it do, but... It's ridiculous. Even, even things in the footy world. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to footy. I mean, obviously, footy's back next week, which is massive for us, but... It, even things are changing in footy. You know, we had that massive um, Hattie to the Mumba saga that just wrapped up. Like, that led to Eddie Maguire getting basically forced out of his job. Like, things are just coming to a, a head in, in today's society with everything you say. Every little thing, like, yeah. Everything has some like sort stuff of that's happened years and years ago. I'm not gonna like. I'm not condoning anything that happened at Collingwood with that Halley to the Mumble stuff, but like, but who you, actually knows? You know those little footy. You know those little footy interviews that you do in the newspaper. You've seen it. Yeah. You know what's your favorite food, Harry? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. What What's your childhood nickname? Ape chimp. He's, and he's put that in he there. He said it. He He said it. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? chimp that's what he said yeah but then at the footy club if he got called a chimp he's built it up to be this massive racist vilification against his his character and his ethnicity but but he's the one that said his nickname was ape chimp yeah like stuff like that like so either way i don't believe anything that the media says it's like whatever happened no one actually knows let's be honest because it comes out from you know, one journalist to another journalist. It all comes out a different way anyway. And it's all for clickbait. So I reckon no it's one actually knows like internally the, what happened. Something's obviously happened. There's no doubting that racism in... Well, while we're talking about sport, we, we won't talk about racism across across the board because it's that's that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. But racism in sport, like there's no denying that it exists. Yeah. But that, that had to mumble stuff like... That just blew up us in like such unnecessary proportions, like just kind of out of nowhere in the last six oh, months, I guess. Like why now? Like he retired years ago. There's a there's a lot of and he won the he won the court case. There's a lot of reasons why now, but we won't get into that. But it's ridiculous. Footy is back. Footy's back this coming week. Oh well, yeah, next, next week. Weekend. This week? No, next week. Well, <laughs> next next Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. So well, it's Monday, so it is next week. Yeah. yeah. Um round one of the AFL season and I think they're looking at getting possibly sixty thousand at the MCG for round one. Sixty K for round yep. one. They they've said possibly. They first started off saying with at least half capacity, which mm. would be like around fifty thousand. Not much less than sixty. But sixty to seventy. Imagine yeah, that's what they were saying on the news the other night. Thousand is probably the average crowd for a Friday night game at the G. Well, oh, maybe 60, not any 70. game, but a round one Richmond Carlton game at the MCG. That's probably if there's a if there's a they get more than that. If there's a Friday night 
blockbuster at the G, it'll probably get 70, 80. Well, yeah. Round one gets probably like the most. 80, 90. Yeah. So it's not much If different. they can get at least 60,000, like even 50, imagine like from going from nothing. Well, they've just had... Um, How are they going to do social distancing and stuff? Well, because they're it's outdoors be now, I don't really know how. I don't really know what the rules are, but it's going to be a night. They've just had the practice games this week, and they had crowds as well. Mm. So, but I mean, we aren't complaining. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not complaining. Do we try to get tickets? Probably not. We probably won't be able to. Well, we I think I think I think it's only it's no. I think it's only out. members in Melbourne. Fuck. I think for the start of the season, at least, it's only members getting t- priority tickets, at least. So I was, was going to get a rich membership, like team membership, or you got to be MCC. There's not, there's not seventy thousand no. MCC members. But yeah, there would be, but like they wouldn't all, you know, all go. There's not enough seats in the MCC. No, not section. just yeah. So it would be team members and MCC and like a mix of everything. I'm guessing until the capacity. capacity. Yeah. So have you got a Collingwood? You don't have a Collingwood membership, do you? No. Nah. But you can get. I regret not getting a rich membership like before all this. Success, but you happens. can still, yeah. I mean, yeah, you missed out on going to big games because yeah. you didn't have one. But who would have thought? Yeah, I know. But well, I had faith. Yeah, next week the AFL's back, and we're definitely looking forward to that. But time for a little bit of story time, like we spoke mm. about in our last episode. Mm. Um, I mean, you've got quite a bit of history with mm. obviously ankles we've, we've touched we've touched upon it and uh, i mean a, a more a more swift segue from topic to topic would be on the topic of footy i just want to bloody play again yeah <laughs> and i'll explain why i can't how's that sound well we've, we've dabbled upon you know the surgeries the moon boot Yada yada yada, yeah. but I haven't really said. You can kind of start from the story. start a little bit, and I can run through it, you know, relatively quickly. Hopefully, it doesn't take a few years to yeah. get through this because. <laughs> well, I touched upon it last week, you know, with the, the the mental health struggles this time around, but essentially, this is all off the cusp, by the way. So I'm not, I don't have any bloody script for it. Um, well. It's, it's all real it's not like you'd have a script for it it's what's happened as in like I don't have anything written down I'll probably just forget all the important shit so basically early in life um, very young like early stages of primary school um, I would always have like sore ankles when it's cold but I was still like a really active kid you know doing all the cross countries all the you know winning all the fun runs and and all that stuff you were winning the fun runs I was winning some fun runs in in the early years of primary school um (laughs) But I would always like come to school in the winter and I'd be like, like my ankles would be so cold, like stiff and sore. Um, And it wasn't until I went to the doctors for, I don't know, something like probably like an asthma checkup or whatever. And I'm walking out and Dr. Stoyanova, I still remember her name. She noticed that I, I must have been a little bit pigeon toed or something, for example. And she noticed that I was walking a little bit funny. Um, and she actually called my mum back. She said, can I just like, have a look at him? And um, she, she had a look through, she had a look like at my ankles and the flexibility and, you know, sort of the bone structure and feeling 
all the mo- the mobility in the joint um and like then and there without any x-rays she referred me straight to the rural children's hospital so like i'm leaving a, a routine checkup and next thing i know i'm like get to rural children's referred hospital. straight to the now you know the big hospital specialist like orthopedic yeah. specialist um did you know what that meant at the time no nah, not at the time you don't know like what bad things but how are. old are you do you think when you found like you were primary school um yeah i'm probably like grade three probably like grade three grade two yeah so it's like early days um anyway what happened from there so i'm going to the Royal children's hospital i'm getting every little bloody test you could think of known to mankind every type of blood test every type of bloody bone test every single type of x-ray you can think of i've fucking had it and it took them three years to diagnose me with my condition which i'll get to in a second um so initially they would you know initially they were worried that i had some form of bone cancer um i knew what cancer was because i spent so many weeks at the rural children's hospital so many appointments surrounded by people with cancer and i could see you know i didn't understand like what it was but i knew it was bad you could see the effect it had on people with cancer and they were sick and i was that would have scared you i'm like why am i here like i'm not sick yeah um which is the mentality that i still try to have to this day like i'm i'm so lucky compared to and that would have freaked your mum out she yeah that freaked her out like so many tears but i don't know if you've ever been to the broadstone hospital there's a starlight room yeah i've seen it um so i used to hang out in there you know i'm hanging out with all the kids you know some have one arm some but have, most of them are some, severely sick some have cancer yeah but then you know even the ones that have orthopedic issues like i have you know like just deformities and stuff like that like they're all normal kids um so when when they're saying um oh we you know we we're worried that he could have some form of bone cancer like obviously that was like i knew it was bad based on mum's reaction yeah um so I got cleared of that, thank God. That was the first thing they cleared me of, so that was a lot of urine and blood tests. Um, then the next stage, they sort of tried to just figure out if I had... Um, they suspected I had rheumatoid arthritis, which is a really severe form of arthritis, which you normally get when you're old. So, I don't know. Have you ever come across like an old an old man or an old lady with like bent fingers and mm. like her joints are mangled like that's rheumatoid arthritis like it's bad so like a kid shouldn't have it a kid should not have it um cleared is that th- is that they cleared me of that like we don't know if it was um but does that just come with like wear and tear as you get older or is that yeah, like a genetic of, disorder know, your, your, your joints start to rot you get a bit of rheumatoid arthritis yeah so definitely a kid should not but have a that a kid shouldn't have it yeah. like, like what trauma had I had yeah um and then eventually they finally diagnosed me about three five years later with bilateral avascular necrosis so bilateral is both sides so left and right um and avascular necrosis means um lack of blood flow um leading to disintegration basically so <laughs> that doesn't sound good 
doesn't sound good and they didn't know if it was just in my ankles either mm. so they checked they ruled they they ruled that it was just in my ankles so that i had not enough blood flow to my ankles so my whole joint was dying so like the two sockets on the inside joint of my ankle like were fully disintegrated that's why i've got massive like a big bulge did that did that affect how your because you were still growing did that affect how your bones grew in your ankle it yeah it it definitely affected their their durability for sure because they were they sort of became like chalk not as strong they became like chalk and to this day you know i've still got bones crumbling now because of bilateral vascular necrosis like it's yeah there's no there's no cure for it so at the time they've told me you've got bilateral bilateral vascular necrosis um you're one of three people in australia with this condition Mm. i'm like what the like that's fucked like and when they said that you can understand why it took them so long to freaking diagnose you with it because it's obviously three people in australia haven't seen it yeah but it got to the stage where like because of my case was so rare like I don't know, you know when you go to the, the doctors or the hospital and you see one doctor, when I was going, I would walk in and be like, hey doctor, and then he would be like, hey um, hey Jack, hello Raylene, hello Matthew, like my parents, um, I've just got my team here of medical students who are studying um, orthopedic science or whatever. And there'll be like a panel of about six to 10 surgeons all in medical school mm. taking notes. Like everything he's Because said, this is so rare? Showing them my x-rays. Like you can see this, you know, your tala, your talus is starting to disintegrate around the, the rough edges due to lack of blood flow. Um, and and these these people are so interested in it. And it's like, what the, like to me that was just like normal like every that's what everyone was getting but like it was obviously because it was such a rare and interesting mm. thing um so obviously once they figured out what it was so before i continue the story they've diagnosed it with bilateral vascular necrosis they've ruled out everything else but there's no way of knowing to this day if there were other things lingering as well like there could have been some arthritis which i have very badly now <laughs> yeah which they've actually told you haven't they yeah i've got arthritis of a 60 year old man yeah <laughs> um <laughs> not ideal and that arthritis has stemmed from surgery like trauma of the surgery yeah. um so once they figured out what i had then they started talking about surgery so the first surgery was um right ankle they drilled holes in my joint to encourage blood flow into those holes you know heal the heal the cartilage heal the bones did it to my left ankle um it worked a little bit they said not as much with my left ankle so then they went in my left ankle again um while starting year seven so having surgery at that age like it's like pretty fucked (laughs) kind of impacts your childhood disrupted yeah everything so i started high school like starting high school is hard enough as it is i started high school in crutches and in plaster your first day of high school first few weeks of high school um and obviously like 
in the meantime as well, I'd broken both my arms and my wrists as well. <laughs> so, Before this? In between. Yeah. In between surgeries. And, oh, no, actually, I broke my I broke my left arm when I was three and I broke my right arm when I was six. So I'd, it was pretty normal for me, to be honest, being in plaster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting high school in plaster and crutches. And in year seven, you don't have lockers. So you're carrying your bag and your books around every day. Like, that was fucking hard. Um, but I'm thankful for it now. I feel like it gave me thick skin. So basically, yeah, surgery after surgery, putting screws and wire in my ankles, trying to fix it. Nothing was working. Um, and now, yeah, after all those surgeries, I'm still, <laughs> still having surgeries. Feels like you're going nowhere. Yeah. So like I'd had all those surgeries and then I was lucky enough to still play footy for a while, which I, you know, I got to play with, with you guys for a few years, played in kite and then went to Woodend. Um, and then finally made seniors second game I'm just on the mark um, trying to s- smother a kick or whatnot, and my whole right ankle just completely like pops and like nobody knows what's happened like what have I done like I'm just faking an injury or some bullshit like everyone's looking at me like what because you didn't really make any field. sudden movement or anything really I was just nothing. shuffled it's kind of like you know when you do your ACL like it's it can happen from nothing <laughs> well yeah some people yeah. know <laughs> like yeah sometimes that's why I said you know and Cameron knows after today oh. it's very sad um I've come off the field and I'm just you just knew I've literally got a bone in my hand and I'm wriggling it around my ankle and I'm like, fuck. Because, like, you're playing footy every week. You're training. Like, it's all you're doing. You're fit. You're healthy. Mm. Like, I'm playing with pretty bad stiffness and pain. But, like... You I, could bear it. You could still run, life. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was used to it. Like, But it kind of makes you think, like, if I didn't have that, probably would have been... A, a, like, I may have been a lot better and healthier and fitter. Yeah. Without all those restrictions. Yeah. Um... But that so was the last... So that's the last time I ever played footy. Yeah, and that was the last time you ever really ran. Oh, I mean, you can jog, that was but the last it's always a bit I of a was, limp. That was the last time I was a normal, young, fit like guy. You, you felt, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's when I pretty much lost... Like, And all, that was... That's when I lost my ego. Was that like four or five years ago now? How long uh, ago was that? Probably about three, four years ago. Yeah. Like, after that day, like, I've never been the same. Like, the same Jack. <laughs> you have <laughs> do you know what I mean though like, yeah, like, well, like I, yeah. I thrive off competitive yeah aspect. competition like I'm a very competitive person and playing footy and you know I love that was your I number one footy yeah um, so I've gone to I've been rushed to Benigo Hospital because it's like I'm fucked like my ankle's mangled um, walk in the guy you know he gets the gist of what's happened I tell him I tell him this story that I'm telling you guys now and he just goes mate it, you guys have taken the piss out of what he said over the last few years. I can't remember what he said. He literally said, "Oh no, I know." What he you're literally say. said, "You've got two. You've got two choices: either you try and play footy again, or you'll never be able to run around with your kids in the garden, <laughs> in the backyard." So, I mean, if you're given that ultimatum, you're probably going to choose longevity. But in saying that, I don't think I would have I would have been able to ever get back to footy after like that. Either way, you weren't going to be playing footy because that after that that injury, I've never ever recovered. 
like ever recovered never come close to that level of but i feel like once you put that in your mind as well you've kind of gone like no nah, i can't play footy like it's like with the crutches thing if he said to you you can play footy again if you wanted to we've we've debated about, we've debated about this before i know but i genuinely think if he, if the doctors told you jack seriously you will be all right if you if you you know if yeah. you train yourself if but, you do all the right exercises mm. you will be able to play footy again but, but here's i feel the like thing then you'll be like oh, I've maybe lost, i've lost all faith in doctors yeah and i have reason for oh. that which i'll talk about so Gordon Benegay said, you can't play footy ever again. I'm like, right, sweet. Thanks for your honesty. Where do I go from here? Yeah, I write your referral for the hospital, try and get you in for surgery. Because I can't walk. <laughs> my, my ankle is completely bangled, mangled. Anyway, I've walked out of the hospital and I've just fucking bawled my eyes out. Like, like, Bad. Like my whole life is like the worst thing that could like ever happen my, yeah. my whole life had turned upside down like in the same day I played my second game of senior football ever which was like a massive deal for me big bragging rights for you yeah like it's a big deal for, yeah for me personally within within two hours of being out on the footy field playing senior football getting paid to play footy I've gone from that to you can never play footy ever again. Like, what? What? Are you kidding me? Hmm. So like, it was just like, it just felt so unfair. I'm like, why me? Why does it keep like, I've had so many surgeries. I've missed out on so many things with my friends. And you thought it couldn't possibly get worse. I started high school in crutch. Like, what can I, more can I miss? Like, and that's when I started like, you can't help but feel sorry for yourself because when when I was younger like I said I grew up thinking I'm so lucky compared to these kids with cancer these kids with all these other sicknesses and you know anything anything is worse than what I've got but you still kind of are because this isn't gonna this isn't life threatening I am lucky but it's the fact like we said last week on the episode it's never ending Mm. I get I get a break bang happens it's not like you get a break, you come back and play. Like I'd it's have, like you get a break yeah, from the surgery. surgery, that's it. I'd have surgery, I'd do a bit of pre-season, I'd come back, I'd play. And then i start playing the best foot I've ever played. It happens again. It's like, like, why can't I just live my life? Like, <laughs> that's what it yeah. feels like in the end. Um, so basically, since then, I've almost lead like, you up to now. Since then, I've had three, three surgeries. Same things are happening. <laughs> Just um, clean ups, trying to change orthoscopes. Yeah, going in, scooping some stuff out. But this surgery, obviously, have gone to try their hardest to give me some sort of mobility. Give me something. They said to me, he said, "We can either do surgery or we can just fuse your ankles." And once you fuse a joint, it basically it limits any mobility or flexion. Like if I fused my wrist right now, like I'm showing you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. It would just be, no it would just be up and down, but not even that. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to get my ankles fused, mate? Do what you can to, to fix me. Um, I'm like, 
I don't care if I can't play sport ever again. Like, I can't. I don't care if I can't do this. I just want to be able to just... I just want to be able to run. Like, I just want to be able to not worry about... Like... Just casually. Every, every day of my life, I'm worrying about my ankle popping out, honestly. Yeah, it's in the back of your mind all, all the time. All the time. Even at work, it would pop it, out it just has, standing yeah. there. It's popped out at work. Like, even just working at Woolies, I'm just putting some, something on the shelf. Ankle pops out, I have to go home. I can't walk for two weeks. I'm at Kathmandu. I'm selling a jacket. Ankle pops out. I can't work for a month. Like, it's, it's affecting my my financial... Like, at some no, It just some affects points. everything, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that sort of leads to now where I'm just hoping and praying that this surgery shows me the most some, successful. Sort of, some sort of long-term results and I won't have to, you know, as long, like, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to get my ankles fused. They've said it. They've said, no matter what, yeah, you're going to have to get them fused. Unless, of course, like you've said, there's some miracle breakthrough and they create a cure for arthritis. <laughs> I still have hope. You don't? I don't. Because why haven't they... Like, there probably is a cure. There's a cure for cancer that they haven't released. Like, it's just... It's all the freaking... Possibly, yeah. It's all... It's all just all ridiculous. Um, I mean, I could get stem cell treatment, but do you have $3 million lying around? I don't. <laughs> Let's see how this podcast goes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If, yeah. This, if this surgery goes well, they're going to do it to the other ankle. So, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> so, I'm recovering from this surgery for a year. And then... I don't know. For example, after that year's done, I'm I'm back to, f- I don't know. Like you feel I'm all back right to hundred percent yeah. fitness when I'm back to what I can get to. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do the other one now. Yeah. And then when that one's fixed, oh, this one's fucked again. We're gonna go back to the left ankle now. Do you know what I mean? Like, just give me five years of just. Well, I'm just gonna do it. You I probably want, could have that choice, but then at the same time, they just keep getting worse again. But yeah, it's just oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like. I feel like you can probably relate to the, to, you know, the aspect of like, I'm on the sidelines every training session, every, every weekend watching all of my best mates play footy and I can't play. Like that is literally like one of the most demoralizing things. Yeah. Like I said, that day when I walked off the footy field after my last game of seniors, like I've never been the same since like I've like... Um, I feel like I'm not a man anymore. Because <laughs> you can't play footy. Oh, like it just like, like my ego, like it just sucked the life out of me. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, there's something about like just having freedom of doing whatever you want. Like playing footy, I can jump on someone's head, I can pick them up and tackle them, I can kick a goal from 50 metres out, I can run, I can sprint. Like you, you'll never have that never satisfaction have again. again. Never. Like, the, the only thing there's that no gets other there's no feeling that that really gets you to that level no. like that's why we try and do as much as we can like with playing basketball like what you can do yeah. we play a bit of tennis like for me like hitting a three in a game of basketball like that'll fucking pump me up because it's like shit like that like I have to I have to latch on to any form of even just playing my PlayStation, very competitive. Yeah, like just anything, like which is which sucks because, like, footy was my source of competitiveness. So everything else in life was like, I was okay with it. I wasn't competitive in anything else in life, 
but now take footy away it's like my competitiveness has been sprinkled onto every single thing like, like you have to find other things yeah like i have to win every argument <laughs> i have to win every debate i have to be i have to have the best nba 2k my team yeah i have to have the best podcast in the mass and the rangers it's that's very true though it yeah, has man. worked out like that it, that's what's happened like i have to be the most successful like i'm not but like i, I want to be mm. which is probably like i should have been like that anyway but yeah like without footy like there's nothing to <laughs> it's hard to explain it's just like my ego like got sucked out of my soul Mm, yeah Which it kind of destroyed idea. everything but but what I was saying with you being able to relate with you know having time off footy would probably be when you did your ACL mm. well that was it was actually um, around the same time when you did your ankle it was a year before that so yeah. when you when you like the last time you popped your ankle out playing footy I was actually on the sidelines yeah. watching you because I couldn't play. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in one of the very first episodes that we did, we spoke about... Yeah. Like... Briefly. Briefly about, like, mental health struggles and, like, yeah. probably our toughest times in life. Yeah. But in more... this was yours? In more depth. Oh, pro- probably. I'd say, to this point, with what I can think of, most likely it was definitely one of them. Yeah. But... I um, it's yeah, it's a pretty. The story is I basically did it just playing casually indoor soccer, mm. and if people that know me obviously know this story. But I just got my leg taken out and I landed on my, landed on my leg on my left leg a bit weird, and I just heard a bit of a crack pop, mm. and went down obviously, and there was instantly quite a bit of pain. But then after that, I could kind of hobble. Yeah. So like because I'd never had any history with knee injuries or any injuries really whatsoever, yeah. I had no idea. I hadn't like. But you're you're very lo- much like me in the sense that, like, like I'm a very active person, even though I can't be active sometimes. Like, you like, do what I'm, you can. I'm man. a happier person when I'm active. I'm I'm a healthier, better, more positive, friendly person when I'm active, and I love sport. And I'm very competitive, and you're the same. Yeah. Oh, definitely so that kind of like when that happened um yeah it kind of you know it ruined a lot of things for me because a few things went wrong at the same time for me so i i originally did that and then i went on i just went to the doctors like normal and he said oh no you should be right you've just like there was not much swelling or anything you like you, you should be fine in a week i said i've got a practice match coming up next week can i play do you reckon he said oh if it's feeling all right you can play so I went and played the practice match because I couldn't miss out. Even though my knee was still sore, I just wanted to play even though it was a practice match. Yeah. And I literally just tried to grab the ball and turn and then it just, just like cracked again and I got helped off and I was... This is under 19s, I think. So initially, I couldn't walk, you yeah. did your meniscus. Well, that's the thing. So I, I actually went to the physio just a physio which is pretty stupid of me because i didn't obviously yeah. have any history this, i didn't really know what tie, was right and wrong this yeah. could tie into a reason why i am speculative of some doctors and nurses but finish, yeah finish it but, off the, but i mean the physio is just a it's not actually like a, a doctor mm. like she's she was just like 
giving me a massage, trying to feel the joints. Anyway, she said, you've done meniscus, sit out for three months, it'll recover, you'll be fine. So, of course, I just did that. I was like, yeah, meniscus, I'll sit out for three months. Then I'll play footy again. So, after about three months, maybe less, I was just trying to keep the footy and I was just starting to notice that like literally nothing feels any different. And meanwhile, I used to always, because I had a basketball ring at my house, all like you and all the boys used to come over, we'd play basketball at the back. And like, you know, it felt normal for a bit. But then I noticed things weren't changing. So I went and got scans. And this is months after now. And then they said, oh, you've ruptured your ACL, your meniscus, whatever. You need to have surgery straight away. Mm. So I basically went in a few weeks after and had surgery and got all that repaired. And then... um I mean, that was the toughest part after that because, you know, you have your big leg brace on, you can't walk crutches at mm, the time. Can't shower probably, really. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't drive at the time. Like, it was just... I actually, like, just got out of a relationship that I'd been in for a few years. Yeah. So, my whole life structure just changed just like that. that person as well. Well, I was, yeah, I was there a lot. So, like... Like, not only did you have to, you know get out of that relationship and then basically move your whole life back to, yeah to, and i just to it was my first year out of high school as well so yeah. everything had changed so i basically and because that person like lived so far away and you basically were a part of that family like it was yeah. even more like i've done my knee and i've got to say goodbye to like oh, my second family I just, I just remember um i just remember going up there and I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even drive myself up there to get my stuff. Yeah. I remember dad took me and I just went in my crutches and it was just like the worst thing ever. Like I couldn't, I couldn't walk. Like I couldn't, um, like I couldn't even do anything properly. Obviously I was still, yeah. I literally just had surgery and, um, oh, it was just, it just, everything come together at once. And like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I couldn't like you boys would come over. I couldn't even play basketball with you. So I just, I remember it was my birthday and I just sat there just depressed, like, yeah. just, but, so I, I basically sat out from footy for like a year and a half in the mm. end. Which were arguably your most vital years, realistically, because yeah, you probably won't say it, but like, you were on track to be a bit of a potential footy prospect. Mm. You know, you'd, <laughs> oh. you'd gone through the Colter Cannon system, you know, you were one of the, you were probably the golden child of Woodend. Like you were young and you were, you were eyeing off. I felt like I was making the AFL was your dream, and you were on track to at least you know partake in the draft. Oh yeah, and you sort of missed that year or two where you develop the most. Yeah, well, I'd before I'd actually done my knee, I'd been speaking to a few of like the TAC Cup like teams that like. I was obviously wanted, wanting to be an AFL player, like yeah. 17, 18, 19. Like, they're the years that you really, mm. like, you know, put your best foot forward. But I missed, like, two or three seasons of under-19s in the yeah. end because of my knee. And as a, as a um, AFL recruiter, it's a big alarm bell when you see someone... Yeah, I mean, ha- you ACL. have to be extremely, like, extremely good. Like, if you're recruiting players, you're not going to recruit some 19-year-old kid... Oh, who hasn't played well, seniors yet? They do, but you know, I had like it's a, unless you're a freak of nature. Yeah, like it's, it's a bit of a stain on your name. I mean, I'd played having done a ACL few or... senior games, but because yeah, 
it was just the worst timing to do it. So by the time basically I'd done it, I'd set out for a few months, then I had my surgery, then I set out for a year from the surgery and I could have come back towards the end of this season, but there was just no point because yeah. like they weren't going to play finals. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, well, why would I risk coming back exactly on the timeline? Yeah. So I just said to myself, I'll just like, continue with my rehab, make sure my knee's getting stronger and come back the next year. I literally gave myself an extra like nine months almost, more than a year and a half. So yeah. I sat, I missed two seasons of footy. Yeah. I missed two full seasons and that was like, like footy was like a bit like you. It was everything to me. Like, yeah. and I couldn't think, I was having dreams of playing footy again. I yeah. felt like I was never going to play again. I still do dream about playing footy. Yeah, so. But in my dream, I, like I've forgotten how to kick. <laughs> It's like I'll have dreams where I'm like on the MCG, you haven't kicked right? in so long. I'm on the MCG and I'm playing footy, and I'm I've got to like kick a goal like to win the game, and I've and I and then I'm like running up to kick and I fall over. Yeah, and, like, my ankle's fucked. Because you you're having un, unrealistic dreams <laughs> that you're on the MCG, yeah. but like like that just show like I haven't kicked the footy in like I don't know four years, three four yeah, years. Yeah, so we'd kick the footy and you'd handball it like thirty meters to yeah. us just so you could participate yeah but um like like that just shows that like your subconscious yeah. is still yeah like thinking about it it's just really weird so like that i couldn't i literally couldn't think of anything worse and i mean coming back was just it's a bit of a weird feeling because um to be honest like i felt like i had all this expectation on me mm. from being like a good this junior good such a good 18 19 player but like I couldn't just go back to that because yeah. it's not the head, same. It's in the back of your head you're still thinking like I've just had an ACL yeah. rupture. Like am I gonna It's be not the same. Knowing the way your leg felt and the confidence you lose in yourself, like being able to jump, yeah. losing strength in your hamstring. Just losing confidence. But like the I think that was one of the things that made it hard for me as well because I come back expecting to be this this same player, like the star that everyone wanted me to be at the club, but like it's just not that easy. Yeah. And I think it's still taking me time. I think you've adjusted to, to that, get though. to that. Like, you've adjusted to the fact that now you're not the star. Like you're more of a, a role player, and you f- you have your role to play. Yeah, definitely. There's not as much weight on your shoulders as there used to be when you were younger. Well, yeah, I think because you were like a even when I played with you, like. You'd kick like nine goals one game and then the next game you kick another nine goals. And then it's like if you don't kick a bag, you've had a shit game. Yeah. But now it's I was very harsh on myself. Stage, but nobody expects you to do that now. Yeah. But that's the thing, because my it's been tough though, because I miss the two seasons. Then I come back and play a season. Yeah. Which is two thousand and nineteen. And it wasn't like you had a like an unbelievable season yeah you were just working your way back like, it was literally just me getting my confidence back first year of seniors yeah it's which is completely different to 19s yeah. a lot more physical and with men. harder to get your hands on the ball and like you got to adjust mm-hmm. so i played a full season 2019 then obviously 2020 covid so i played one season in the last four years, four years. Yeah. so this year 2021 hopefully we should get a season this is literally yeah. like i feel like this is where I can really like gotta get be, my confidence fully back because to be honest, I don't want to like jinx myself or anything, but 
while I train now, the difference between now, I don't think about my knee at all. Yeah. Whereas when I first came back that whole season, I feel like I was still thinking. Yeah. Now like, I feel like if I thought, I always thought if I landed on it bad, I would just, my leg would give way and I'd yeah. drop. But now, like if I'm at training, doing yeah. contact drills, I don't think about it. Whereas then I did. It's kind of like me worrying about my ankle popping out. Yeah. So it definitely is like plays a big part. Yeah. So I feel like re- rewinding back to you initially doing your meniscus and your physio and doctors not really telling you to pull the pin and and rest because the meniscus is a very you know you, if you do your meniscus and you push your luck you're gonna it'll lead to what happened with you yeah but that's what could have initially happened because normally if you do damage like ligaments if they if they told you then and there no you know, don't play like you could have avoided an acl or, or severely damaging it. It could have been less. It could have just been a little tear, which is true. It's true, and that and that because it that, normally that, takes down other other surrounding ligaments, which is exactly. normally the main. And that comes back to what I was saying before with how I, I initially doubt, um, the opinions of some doctors and surgeons due to the fact that similar things have happened to me, where, when for example, a chunk of bone in my ankle would would pop out. And it would be bold. So I don't know if you remember. When, remember when that chunk of bone was sort of like poking out of my foot? Yeah, I think so. It was fucking disgusting. I think you told me about that, yeah. And so. I went to my local GP and he said, um, well, no, it is just a sublux tendon. Um, I get the chiropractor to come in and massage it and bend it back into place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's definitely like a bone. Like it's, I can feel it like it's hard as a rock and I can't move. No, 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 no. I go get chiropractor. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, comes back. He's like, chiropractor's not here. We um, are booking for ultrasound. I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, go to ultrasound. He's, you know what I'm saying? They sort of like, yeah. Over. yeah. Oh, yeah, you got a nice uh, chunk of bone there, mate. <laughs> Straight away. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I was telling him about how the doctor was going to get a chiropractor to come in and jerk my... You know what they're like? They yeah. jerk my... They would snap it. Like, yeah. Like, imagine if they did that. Like, Monica would be fucked. Like, like Even fucked, more fucked. Way more fucked. Like, oh, like, some doctors just jump the gun. They skip everything. Do you feel like sometimes if they don't know, they just guess just so they don't look stupid? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Which is so risky. 100% if that chiropractor was there he would have fucked my ankle yeah because they would have just done and it and it just shows like it convinced and solidified to me that you know your own body more than any so-called doctor knows their body yeah I'm, I can guarantee if you have an inkling about anything like regardless of whether it's like a you know what I had where there's a, a bit of bone floating around or if, if if someone's telling you that you have um, you know chronic headaches or something for example and they're like it's alright you're just stressed and you need more water but you know in your heart that you, that it's more like there's something more like using the headaches for example if if you never had headaches previously and you're getting headaches now and you know that there's something more to it I can guarantee you there is 
and you just need to get a second opinion. So that's why <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah. For so we haven't had the greatest history with that stuff then. No, we? like it, I've lost so much faith, and like no disrespect to anyone that is, that is a nurse or a doctor. Like these are incredible. Well, nurses don't diagnose. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, there's some dodgy, some dodgy fuckers out there that will just. They'll just say what they think or they'll lie to act smart, like yeah. you said. Well, we have very strong opinions, just, especially. Just, just be very careful. Just be very careful. You can tell the difference. Like, that doctor compared to the surgeon that I'm seeing now, the way he talks, everything has a reason. Like, he shows you, like, I ask him more questions now. He'll say so. I'll say, why? Why? Why do you want to do that? What's that going to do? I'll make them explain it because yeah well you want to know what they're doing you're entitled to, you. to know yeah. yeah and if they just say something they say it with confidence <laughs> we know there are people out there that say things and they say it with confidence and people <laughs> yeah, believe it definitely don't believe it but you can tell if they've got an explanation take but it with a grain of salt we should move on and speak we'll about um poker face one of our segments yes it's poker face um so we're actually moving it to the social media as well we are yes so very sorry to any listeners out there that that um for now that thoroughly enjoy the segment of poker face in this in the fashion we did it in but um yeah we like to keep it versatile though change it up a bit we've had some advice yeah on on what we should do with poker face so if you want to it's been you can run 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 them through what we're going to do with it well we're going to post um on our stories via instagram so the audience can decide and then reveal the answer the next episode. Yeah. So for example, I will tell my story. Like I'll, we'll film it. We'll film it and, and say it on the story and then put a little true or false. So we'll have a, we'll add a little poll and then we'll reveal the answer every episode. Mm. So for example, I don't know. On a Thursday night, we'll both record our stories, post them on the stories, um, put a poll up, let you guys vote, and then on the next episode, we'll reveal the answer. But do we reveal the episode? Uh, do we reveal the answer strictly on the episode or on the Instagram story? Is that what we're doing? Or on both? We'll see. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Maybe both. Maybe both. <laughs> but just in case. And then, obviously... We do love to cap off every episode with my favourite segment. Your favourite. quote of the week. And for this segment, we do like to play some piano in the background. So, Jimmy, <laughs> hit, the, hit the keys, brother. This week, I have a quote from... A very famous sports person. Mm-hmm. So today, the actually, actually, it's about NBA. Okay. The All Star Game was on. Yep. And it's now called the Kobe Bryant MVP Award. Yep. I'm They've certain, isn't it? it? Yep. So and they also changed the scoring system to they add or deduct 24 points. Yeah. At the end of every. Quarter. Which was his number. Yep. So I've got a Kobe Kobe Bryant quote for this week and it's probably a quote that you might have heard quite a bit but the quote is 
the moment you give up is the moment you let someone else win. Mm. <clears throat> relatable? <laughs> That's what you always say. Sadly, quite relatable. relatable. They're all relatable. I mean, like I said in the last episode, you can relate any quote to, to your life. Um, so I feel like I personally can relate that quote to um, obviously my career change, real estate. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to have that mindset in that competitive industry. Yeah. At the moment, I stop, I slack off, and the moment, the moment I stop, and um, you know, let other real estate agents take my clients, <laughs> then I'm losing. They win. They win. So I'm going to use that mindset for for real estate. I was going to say more along the lines of the moment you give up on your ankles is the moment the doctors win. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the case. Possibly. What What would you relate it to? Yeah, I'm footy, or just like maybe, maybe with your um, fitness plan, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Get, I mean, trying to get one up on everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. Quite, mate. You've got to. Oh, no. If you can't relate to it, then we're all. Fine. I can relate. I can relate to it. I'm just trying to think of something good that that can be meaningful. But maybe footy. Maybe footy. I mean, I feel like I've learned as well through doing this nutrition plan that. If I put my mind to it, I can be very disciplined. So yeah, that's the. F- I, d- I don't want to give up on something, and basically maybe for you it's more maybe so not so much letting someone win, but maybe f- maybe it's more so the moment you. What's the quote again? Read the quote. It. The moment you give up is the moment you let someone else win. So maybe for you it's the moment you give up. That's the moment you lose. Not letting someone else win. Well, kind of, yeah. The moment you you quit is when you let yourself down. Yeah, which I definitely don't want to do. And I've, yeah, once I set my mind to it, I feel like I won't because I get very disappointed with myself yeah. when I do. But that's that's the quote for this week. So we'll chuck that in the Instagram bio. Yep. Um, that's where we put them, straight in the bio. And that's, 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 that's basically it. it. That's it for tonight. Episode 11's a wrap. Um, so we've filmed this episode. We're 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 unsure if we'll post the entire episode um, on YouTube, but we will definitely post you know segments of it. Um, so it's sort of up to you guys if you guys want to see the the full video version, because obviously that'll you know take a little bit of time to edit and you know upload and all that stuff. We don't. That's have, not for them to know. <laughs> but you know we don't have a buddy producer like other big podcasts do where they get someone else to, to do it but if you guys want to see the full video then let us know yeah be sure to follow us on all okay. social media definitely give us a follow uh, instagram at the bungalow podcast what I've, are we on twitter i've hooked us up on twitter is it just bungalow podcast yeah twitter yeah something like that so <laughs> I'm if you can find us we're going to use twitter where that's going to be where the um you know the the opinion stuff comes from you know that's where you chime in on on things that are happening yeah you know for example with that um dr zeus book shit if i had a twitter account for the bungalow podcast when that um came to fruition there would have been something said so definitely follow us on twitter um we've just launched it like a few days ago so we've got like no followers so <laughs> follow us (laughs) 
thank you for listening to episode 11 of the bungalow podcast all righty we're out Good